You all right? Mm -hmm. You came in? Yeah. Uh, now, we was talking about the source, yo. Like, as far as, as far as uh, my man, Bus Craze. Big up to my man, Boogie Bus. He, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Bus produced um, the joint I love. The fucking shit we was playing earlier. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, big up Boogie Bus Craze. This cat's a fucking, you know what I'm saying, um, menace uh, uh, with these keyboards, every, all these crazy shit, yo. Bus is nice. So, but uh, we talked about the source. He was saying he was hot that, like, you guys didn't get a higher, higher rating than the source. And I was just like, yo, the source has always been on some funny shit. Hey, I was happy to get four, bro. Huh? I, I say, I, we didn't know what, we, I'll say this. They played a, a big part in us being where we was at anyway, as far as like our early first opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Because like they had us in unsigned hype, you know, and all we knew about that was Biggie was there too, and a few other cats that we knew, because um, we was in that circuit. And just being on Stretch and Bob, it kind of introduced New York to us, because we were doing already what we were doing at home. But when we got on New York radio and then, you know, even when we did the video for Wrong Side, they made a special page because I said that in the verse. When we when we put that book up like that, they made that page just for the video. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for us, you know, I mean, like, a lot of people that we knew worked at the source and, you know, was, like, happy that, you know, we were doing what we were doing. Uh, kind of sort of the reason why Wrong Side became a singer. Uh, we had a listening party for like all of the uh, um, magazines and writers and shit like that. Five, so everybody was there. And we played the songs. And come on to get down, stuck out. But when Ross Side came on, I'm talking about like this is when John Schechter is there. You know, everybody that, you know, that you see doing, you know, any documentary with them on there, they were there. So this song, when Ross Side went off, Everybody was like, yo, play it again. So, okay, play it again. Yo, play it one more time. Play it all like eight times. I ain't lying. Eight times they asked us to play this song. And we was like, oh shit. Like, so people from the label was there. They looking at us. We looking at them like, they just was like, okay, so we know what the single is. And to get the reviews, like all of the reviews that we got in source was good. Even for the second album, we got a three and a half, which I felt probably should have been more. But, um, you know, I was happy to even get that. Because, like I said, like, every time we, two times we put our albums out was against, like, everybody in the hip-hop world. So, like, the first album when we put the record out, the same damn day, same day, Biggie, Math, Red, like, Keith Murray, Eric Sermon, everybody put out records that, on that that week. And I remember our first week, we sold maybe like 10,000 records. The label was like, holy shit. Yo, that's crazy. We didn't expect y'all to even do that much, you know, because of the week of we knew who was coming out. Why did, why did you guys um, do it that week still? Because that, I mean, like, it was everybody's schedule was already set. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, there's nothing you really can do about it. You think you're going to push shit back. But even if we did that, it was still the next week. 
mom deep, I mean, whoever. It was just, that was the climate of artists that we was dealing with. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, saying, you know, like, that, those years was hot. There, there, was, there was so many cats that did not make it out of that era that were, like, fucking nice. Like, I always go to, like, Rumpel Stilskins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That album. Yo, Bushwhackers came out when we came out. Actually, who? Palace, Palace Records was in the same building as Big Beat when we first came out. So I would see them in the hallways or see them outside in front of the building. And we did shows with them and shit like that. So, I, you know, them, like, uh, um, Dreadnoughts, you know what I'm saying? Boogie Monsters, like all of these, you got to think. Uh, I always equate hip-hop to sports. So it was like, I look at the years that all, every artist that came out, like like drafts of the NFL, like quarterback drafts. Like you look at 83, they always say that was the dominant, one of the dominant years. Marino. All these quarterbacks came out. Yeah. Easton, all these dudes came out. So like when you talk about 94 class, we amongst a lot of the heavyweights. And to be able to stand our ground in the sense to say where we were holding our own, you know what I'm saying? We were touring with a lot of these artists, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we first met even Boot Camp when they came out, on the road with them. It's like 95, 96. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we really had concentrated so much on making the records the way we did because we knew we was competing with New York. Artist-wise, you know what I'm saying? So, like, we got accepted into a realm of hip-hop hip music where, like I said, our class exists of, like, cellar dwellers, natural elements, and, man, bro, like, you know, Lyricist Lounge, we did those first Lyricist Lounge when they first started, like, Phyllis Gate, you know, we were doing all of those. So this is when, you know, we all started off. So, I watched Cellar Dwellers get on stage and do duck, duck, ha, duck, duck, goose. I seen all of that, you know, and and to be from that class of, you know, knowing that a lot of, you know, cats like football either didn't get drafted or they didn't get picked. Some went to other leagues where you say we blew up in uh, different countries. Or doing something else, you know, uh, whether it be being a producer or whatever else different from hip hop was. But it's like I, I take pride in where we came from because that's when you amongst those dudes you shopping fucking swords. Like, bro, you can't go. You talking about high road, Oakland? We went the first first went there. They Dell was the first dude at the record store meeting me and Tame because he knew what we was already doing. So it was crazy. Like, you can't take, like, like it's hard to understand sometimes even being tame lasting through that shit. Even with us breaking up and coming back, that's just how many people was fucking with us to say, we're going to last as long as y'all last. And that's why we're here. And, and it's a testament to how hard we work, but that's everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody still from my class still working. Mine's still working. We were still touring. Everybody's still doing something close to what they was already doing. But that's just, you know, that era, that that year in that era, 94, 98, everybody just, uh, let's go. It was serious. Serious. Yo, you, yo, skills mattered then. Like, you had to be nice. And, and, and like, 
there's a lot of cats from that era. So you just named cats that I forgot. Like, your Boogie Monsters performed at my um, spring break at Southern Southern Connecticut State University. Like, mm -hmm. like, like that that album was flawless. Great. Flawless album. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of motherfuckers. And some of these cats are still. You know what I'm saying? Still working. Big up UG. You know what I'm saying? He's still. Word up, UG. We went to Columbia with him. That was that was that like like to do that because I'm the dude that's going around still telling cats like or playing shit with them, like on fucking Barbito and freestyle. Cellar dwellers, natural elements had some of the best nights freestyle while on stretching Bob. Like I got that I caught on tape that I can play for the motherfuckers today and like listen to that. Like that's the art right there. Like these do I mean like voodoo. Butter, Swift, like, I don't know if y'all know Natural Elements music. If y'all do, good for fucking you. If you don't know, you're asking for a treat. Because I can say, like, a couple of songs, but I can say immediate gratification, go to bust mine. And you understand, like, when we had to run around with dudes like that, why we had to be shocked. And, and understand that, like, even no matter us being on a major label, as far as Atlantic, we was like all of the rest of them. But on, on our label, we were just like, fuck, we're going to do what we're going to do. And then they could tell us creatively to do because we doing it anyway. So it was just, we was just trying to achieve a goal of what an underground independent artist can do on a major label. Right, right. Yo, yeah, I, I got the I got the bus mine queued up. Maybe we can play it, play a little bit of it. Word, hey, shit, why not? Why not? Let me see. That's my shit. Name and elements: water, air, earth, fire. I direct your attention: water, water, air, earth, fire. Name and elements: water, air, earth, fire. I direct your attention: water, water, air, earth. It's the return of the 45 caliber killer. You know the seas, I'm like the change. Making rappers spread and freeze. The souls on bread and cheese. Take aim and blast everywhere between your head and knees. Cyphers are dead MCs. I'm letting these niggas know that we dope like Lebanese. Cocaine, ready to roll with no shame. Steady control, we hope pain. My flow aim and cock back in close range. I never full game. Natural elements, the whole name. I throw flames, throw brains. I bust mine for the gold chain. Incredible shit, making my competitors flip. Before the bust off, they got us on the federal list. Battling us is a terrible risk. The stage is pinned. It's like a sword that separates your skin. Then I collect the wages of sin. Cause the high to play your wrist is thin. My 12 gauge engages men. Cause I'm a bust mine before you bust yours. I press the top for the cause and the die just before. Yo, my perception of this world is fucked up. Don't ask me why. Everybody up in this world keep getting high. Cause I'm a bust mine before you bust yours. I press the die for the cause and the die just before. Yo, my perception of this world is fucked up. Man, dude, it's crazy. It's funny that you. It's, it's funny that hey, you brought them, Funny that you brought them up because I I, re, I remember them and I fucked with them when they when they dropped this shit. But it's, but like, 
they they kind of just I don't know. Yeah, they, they were doing. I mean, those are the first kind of MCs in the group where they was also doing their individual albums and projects and singles and shit like that. So like, it was also hard to differentiate their voices at the time. Sometimes like Swift and Boo, I could I couldn't tell sometimes when they, when they did their own records. I thought, oh, okay, I got it. Right, right, right. Yo, so here's what I really been waiting to get into, and this is what I, I, I it's very important to me. Um, as I've said before. You are the you're, the you're the most professional artist that I've worked with. Um, we've we've you know what I'm saying we've 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 done business a few few times. Yes, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you for that too. Early. You know what I'm saying? Um, like this cat did a feature for my man Mo. Big up Mo Omar Nadon did a feature for him. Turn that shit around in 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, gave, we gave him the loot. He's like, I'm on the way to the studio right now. Knocked it out. Yo, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's real shit. You know what I'm saying? Came through with all the steps, everything. We're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, so um, punctual, on time. Yo, listen, I didn't even have to think today to like hit you up and remind you about this shit and nothing like that. Like, you hit me up to do like a sound check type shit. You know what I mean? Like, so couple questions. Have you always been like this or did you like, or were you sloppy at first and then like realized you had to wise up a little bit? Nah, I always been like this. Uh, since a kid, I just try to like, you know, my mom's pretty much, and my, definitely my father, uh, may he rest in peace. Um, he pretty much told me, you get nothing in life if you sit your ass down. And I get, I get bored real fast. Um, I, I'm always, even in school, I used to always get, I was the dude in class that would get the perfect attendance award every day. Like, I, that shit mattered to me. I don't know why. I, I just like to go to school. But um, I've always tried to just, you know, and, and everything, you're not going to always be perfect. You're not, but you can try to be damn near. In business, you almost always have to be perfect because you're dealing with other people and you're dealing with other people either emotions or feelings or attitude. So you have to be like, okay, if 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 I'm only trying to do this, like if you like the way you hit me up, even when when, you, when I saw your page, I'm like, oh, I fuck with him. I said, because this dude ain't scared to say what he's trying to say. I, I know where it's coming from. It's, 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 it's heartfelt. And I was like, you know what? And when you came, when we when we got the chat and stuff, and then when you asked me to do it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I look at everything like a job first. It almost sounds like a damn Ford commercial, whatever that commercial is. Job, job one. Yeah, that, that, that's just sounded official as hell, my nigga. Like. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I try to, I want people to know that if they're going to work with me, I'm going to do my best in this shit because I do the paper feature shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a lot of cats will pray. They pray and hope that when they send their money, that they're gonna get a quality burst. Uh, they're gonna get the communication. They, you know, they will hope that it's not gonna take long. All of that shit. So I take that in consideration consideration first because I, you know, don't want people looking at me like, bro. I go on tour. And all of the promoters, when other people leave, artist-wise, they tell you what they were doing before they had, shit they do wrong, shit they felt like they could have did 
you know, and so I always tell them, like, you know what? When I leave here, y'all not going to handle the story about me. Y'all going to make sure, y'all going to tell everybody that when we leave here, that these motherfuckers came into town on these horses and did their job and rode the fuck out, and I had no issue because they talked to other promoters. Other MCs talked to other MCs. Producers talked to other producers. Yo, how was he, you know, in far as business doing this? Like, hey, you, you going to tell him that, nah, he was cool. He, I, I had no issue. Turnaround was two days. Maybe, and, and the only reason why it won't be two days is because I might have to go somewhere else to do the song or find wait for somebody or be in line for the time or whatever. But majority of the time, I'm not going to have cats waiting no more than a week. But it won't be because I don't want to do it. It's because of something else. But um, I just feel like, you know, this is the easiest fucking job to do in the world. Uh, whoever don't agree with me, if you're doing it professionally, you're lying. It's easy as that. This is, me and AT had talked about this, where it's like, you know, we're getting paid for our thoughts. You know, we're not, it's not like the, you know, I'll never say regular person because I was that regular person. I worked a fucking job since I was 14 years old. Whether I was working in, in a diner, washing dishes, whether I worked in Ray Rogers at 16, McDonald's, motherfucking Dunkin' Donuts. I was a security guard until I started working at St. Michael's Hospital in Newark, New Jersey for like five or six years. I worked in nuclear medicine for a good year and a half. I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I was in there just for some like summer program thing that they were doing in the hospital. They brought, my uncle worked in there and he brought me in. But I learned everything. I was first only transporting patients, then dropping off reports to the different floors in the hospital. Then I'm like, you know, learning how to take the x-ray. I did everything in there besides inject the patient with the radiation. So I was like, okay, this is boring as hell. Like, I can't do x-ray shit. They, they wanted to put me in this radiology school and all that. I was like, nah, man. I remember sitting with this guy, this lady. She was funny as hell, Marianne. She was sitting with me. And Ellie, why you don't want to do this? I said, because look at us right now. We're sitting at this computer, and we're taking a, a picture of the head, and this is taking, like, you know, 15 minutes, and every part of the body take a different time frame to do what you got to do. But it was dope and weird when, like, a heroin addict, when they injected the patient with the radiation, because you saw how how fast that radiation went through their body. You think about an addict on heroin, that shit went from, like, bow, you just saw it going through their body, the whole image of the radiation, it was like a tree, roots going through. So that's all you saw in the camera. So we doing it in the chest. That take like 15 minutes. The pelvic take fucking half hour. I'm like, yo, you know what? So I'm telling her, like, yo, this is boring for me. Like, I do it, I mean, to like make some bread, but like if every day is like this, I can't do it. So I, I even was walking through the hallway. I see that I always looked at the job posters on the, on the, on the wall, like, okay, X-ray file clerk. I'm doing that already. Doing this right here because I'm going up and down to the the X-ray floor, CAT scan. I'm doing all this shit. Like, let me just go fill out for this job. Filled out for that job. I got it because I was already knowing the system. That shit was hard, you know, having to read the report over the phone and all these medical terms. And I did it good. It was okay. Shit, I didn't know how to read. All right, so you know, I got in. I got the job. Only thing I was the youngest dude on the floor, and I just had to just write up the X-ray, put the report in the slip, and 
to wheel the cart down to the doctor to read. After I did that, you know, that's when we got our deal. And I quit. They, it was hard. I was the best damn x-ray file clerk in St. Michael's. I even got enough in where I learned the computer system in order to teach anybody else. But I don't know at night. I'll be in the studio <laughs> doing songs and shit. So they wanted the album. They like, you're doing a what? An album? You know, the video came out. Dude, I was like, you know, still on the bus coming to work. So dude on the bus was looking at me like, yo, yo, I seen you somewhere. Yeah, on this damn bus every day. Like, no, bro, I saw you on TV. I, I, you know, didn't care nothing about that. I'm still going to work. I'm in, I'm in the job. I'm like, yo, I saw you on the video last night. I'm like, yo, don't worry. I ain't going to be here too long. And that was that. Was that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always been in me because I had mad nights where we were in the studio where I would leave the studio, go right back to work. I had to bring a change of clothes with me, but I wouldn't go back home. I'd go right back to work. So, you know, this work ethic been always in me. I, I think from working so much, that's why I get up in the morning every day, 6.30, 7, 7 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, what's, let's go. I got to fold all this shit. I got to do this. But it's like, you know, I don't write everything down, but mentally I know, like, even today, that's why I'm like, fuck it, yo, look, do a test, because I know how it was when we tried to get on before. So that's just um, wanting to be on point. Um, I don't know. It, 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 like I said, it's not a hard thing to do, yo, bro. It's easy to do. Yo, it's it's not, not I'm not going to Amazon to, to do all that shit, work on the line. I'm not working at it. You know, putting cards together. I know a lot of people that work hard ass jobs, but I'm saying getting paid to but we're getting paid to your thoughts. Your your thoughts better be fucking so good that people want to buy them. That's the hardest thing to uh, tell people. Like you may think this is the easy job, but when you think the magic happened, I gotta sit there and fucking th think hard to make y'all happy to say like that's just hot. Like I want to buy that and. That's my shit I got to do. Right, right, right. You know, so then, okay, you're basically an anomaly because I deal with rap niggas all the time who are not like <laughs> that, who don't show up, who fall asleep, who miss interviews, who, yo, I got a nigga right now. <laughs> I got a nigga right now who pay, paid for a service two years ago. I hit him up about the service, promo shit. He did three times. He didn't respond to me. Wow, he already spent his breath. But he paid me. Two years, two years and six months. He hits me up the other day asking where's his money. I, I get forgave you shit, baby. So, so um, why is it that the industry? I so I have a theory, but I just want to hear your take on it. Why is it that within the rap industry, it's rampant unprofessionalism, like, through and through? Punctuality means nothing. One hour means three hours. I'm on my way means I'm not going to leave for another hour. Um, like, niggas got to smoke, like, 20 hours. I mean, I want to smoke that way, too. Like, but just get to the spot first and smoke your right, way. Right. Like, niggas got to, like, what is it, man, where niggas don't care about, like, being on time, about communicating, uh, yo, I'm not going to be able to make it. Or, uh, so I'm just, you know, it's all across the board. It's not just interviews, it's everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, just timing. 
Um, everything. What, what is it? I'll say this. You, you, come, you got dudes coming from an era of where a lot of things were taken care of for them like prior to doing all this shit. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, well, somebody's like putting the schedule together for you or something like that. You know, a lot of this shit is now built on on how we move on our own. So you wonder why a lot of cats not doing as much or going as far because that work part is hard to put in when somebody was setting it up for you or like somebody controlling your page or some shit like that. You know, I don't know. But I think that um, it's first start with the person. You know, they got to really care about like what you're trying to do. Um, that's why I don't kind of like ask for a lot of shit from people when they come to doing this. Like, uh, I don't, I'm scared to ask cats to do songs or that's the rejection of like even how you feel. Cause I know how I am when it comes to doing work. So especially if I'm paying and the interest is not as much as there, I'm not going to be interested in doing work with the person or whatever like that. But I also understand that a lot of cats. From my era, like I said, a lot of handholding. You know what I'm saying? Where dudes getting, like I said, they, like most of the time they just had to come in the session, do their shit, and leave. Where it was like already, you know, but it was still, you know, motherfuckers are human where they like, you know, lose track of time. I don't know. But for me, I think it's unprofessional because we all have our time staked in doing what we're doing. And you taking out time of your day to even do this, just like I am. I don't think a lot of dudes take that into consideration because, or think about the person that's asking them to do the interview or the song or the job to understand why that's happening because you're a fan of them. So it's always disappointing. You know, I, I say that in the song where a lot of cats, whether it's music, whether it's doing a show, the most thing they worry about is that they hope that you're not an asshole because. You know, that's when you got to go back to what Guru said. When he meet motherfuckers, he say his piece and shake their hand and say, I'm out. And that time of respect is gone because even without a nigga knowing you, you can at least, you know, understand that I'm coming to you with a business opportunity that you can take serious. And a lot of dudes don't work because of that. You know, I don't know why it's not like that. These are the ways that I get get by and get through and my message and what I'm trying to do. And for anybody to take me seriously, even for doing a show and get paid to do it, I would have to at least respect them. But I see a lot of dudes do shit where, you know, they feel like, you know, they, they is just supposed to be like that. Right. They be dissing dudes, dissing the, dissing the promoter, dissing the radio, this, the DJ, whatever, to a point where it's like, yo, bro, like, do you realize, like, this nigga ain't got to play a record. This promoter dude ain't got to book you. And a lot of times, dudes don't get to go back to a lot of these places that they go to because they're being unprofessional. Right. Like you got to go back to sound check, you know, get into the next city. Like, we do a lot of touring. And when you go in between cities, you got to hurry up and get to that next spot because there's a certain time frame that they want us to do a sound check. And we can't show up late to that shit because when it's time to go on stage, when the sound fucked up, we can't blame nobody but ourselves. We're not dead. One time, so right. a lot of a lot of dudes don't think about the person that they're doing business with. That have the like I said, the, the courtesy 
Like, if you're going to be late, because, like I said, I don't, I don't, my phone won't blow up like, where it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Why this ain't like that? Why you ain't, I mean, like, that would fuck me up in my head to say, like, yo, somebody is, like, not thinking, not saying I'm on point. Like, nah, fuck that. I'm on point. Let's get this over with. I know, and also, I get the phone calls. I get phone calls, DM, text, email. Did you fix that verse yet? Did you do this yet? So I'm always constantly reminded about it. But I always, I don't mind that because I know what dude's been through. Yo, here's the thing. It's straight up inconsiderate, man. Like, it, it, that's all, that's what it boils down to. I've had dudes, yo, because here's the thing. You've, you've seen how much you get tagged in something when we when we promo it, right? Like, you've seen it. Like, it's like, it's at least six to seven times, right? So you've seen it. It's probably annoying as shit. But, nope. but, but, like, so I've had artists, you know, so that's how we do it every single time, right? I've had, I've had cats go, yo, I was out to the movies with my wife, and we're not going to make it back in time. It's going to be an hour before we get back. What? Like, you, you, you've known. We've been tagging you all day in this shit. So, like, right. at least if you knew that that was going to happen, just let me know. I'll reschedule. I'll do a, do a live show myself. It's, it's fine. If shit, shit comes up, whatever. Life happens, right. man. But, like, communicate. And, and then it's like, and then cats look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, yo, that's fucked up, B. Like, I'll say it. Right. Like, and they just be like, oh, I, I've had shit where I had to do a podcast. And, like, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it while I'm out here in the mall or, or walking around. I've done that before. And, and just the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm, if I'm not home or like with the banner in the back or nothing like that, I'm like, look, I'll do it. How much way we got to do it? Because I know you're taking, it's, you got a time frame on what you're doing, whether you, whether you're broadcasting it live or you're taping it to play it another time, and, you know, and where they going to either edit it. And that, so I get that. I'm like, yo, I don't want to fuck your shit up. So, and I, and like, I don't want this opportunity because one thing you got to understand, you don't know who these people are when you do that to them. Like, you don't know who they are, where they live at, who they work with, who they know. Like, to even put you on their show and, and you know, I always say, man, like, you never know who you're fucking with until some shit happened where you're like, oh, damn, like, that was dude. Like, I, I, I work with people where they send me beats, and I got heat that I can't even remember who the people think because I can't find any damn email. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm ready to put alerts on dudes and be like, yo, I need this if you know the person put it out there. Because I know when they send me the track, they're taking their time out. It's like, let me hear you, let me hear your shit. So they hoping like I'm liking it enough to pay attention to like even work with them. Right. Right. It's, it's like if I'm if I'm gonna be out and he saying he wanna send me the beats to check out, I'm at least let you know, like, yo, I'm gonna be here at this time. I'm in the whip or I'm in the Uber, I'll be home at such if you still wanna do it now, I'll get on live with you and then let them understand, like, still, I'm not not trying to do it. Let's, and they like, fuck it. Most of the time, they say, let's do it now. Right. So it's like, Riley, let's do it live, live now, wherever you at. If they know that they only got that much time to do it. Everybody got family, work at a job and shit like that. So I understand that. So ain't got no feelings and shit, for shit no more. I don't know. Right. It's just about communicating. I mean, here's the thing. You see both sides of the picture. You're you're talking about like, you understand the time it takes to do, and and, and here's the, the bottom line is some artists are basically flat out showed it through their actions that they don't care about 
the people like pumping their shit as much and, and, and doing right. it. Most you know, of the time, like, a lot of cats is about bread. What's that? Most of the time, for a lot of dudes, it's about money or like, what am, what am I getting out of this? Right, right. It's like, yo, motherfucker, you are one of like 30 million artists right now trying to get some love. And here's a fucking outlet that is showing you mad love. Maybe show a little bit of like, you know what I'm saying? Just, mm -hmm. just a little bit. You know, just a little bit. So the thing is, you get both sides of it, you know, and that but one of my theories is this, man. A lot of niggas didn't really have nine to fives, man. You know what I'm saying? In this shit, right? A lot of niggas street niggas, man. And and so it's always been two to three hours behind shit. Like, so it's like, I feel like a lot of cats are having a hard time adjusting and adapting to like, yo, like nine doesn't mean 11. It means nine. Right. It really, that's what it really means. There's no hidden code there, nothing like that. It means nine, <laughs> like show up. You're right, you're right. Cause I, I tell dudes like, I look at shit like a plane. If you ain't at the airport on time, your ass gonna be trying to make it there, and when you get to the gate, the door will be closed, and the lady telling you you can't get off. So right, I, I, I try to tell dudes, look at life even like that. Like you know, nobody gonna wait for you. You know, you got your own, you got your own timing, but that timing say in twenty minutes you gate closed, and if you ain't here, we leaving you. So that's how you gotta look at everything. Like it, it, me, opportunity wise, fucking doors open and they close fast. So it's right. like you gotta take that that time. And, and, I, and like I said, you don't know who, who perfect example, Jazz Plastics, when we did that song with them. I knew about them through the name and production and everything. And it was a song that I liked that Apani did with them, but I didn't know that it was them. But when they approached me and Tame to do the song, I saw the email and I was like, oh shit, I know who these dudes are. And, you know, it's a job. And they knew that they were paying us to do the job, but I also said to Tame, I like, yo, I think this might be something where, like, you know, it might benefit us later. So, you know, let's, and I say it all the time, let's treat it not like a, like a scrimmage, but let's treat it like, a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one with another two dudes and let's try to, you know, get these dudes off the court. But in a, in, in a professional way where it's like, oh, shit, these dudes ain't playing. So we did the song and we just, you know, I, I did like we always do, give them the files and shit like that. And once I saw the Next thing I heard from it, it was the video with the with the rabbit and the bear and the monkey scratch. I'm like, what the fuck? But that's what I mean, where it's like if you take your job seriously, that is the benefit of what you're gonna get out of it. Not you didn't know we were gonna get no video for that, but it was the first single and everything. But I was like, damn. I was like, you know, what if we didn't take that seriously like that? What if what if you know, and this is the part I mean where it's like the people you're working with, you can't not think that they somebody. Because you think you somebody, and then here you go. You put yourself, and, and, and it happens to a lot of people, bro, because you don't realize, even when you when we do features, I don't know who all these dudes are from all over the world working on other people, but for the little bit of money I've taken sometimes for features, get me to where they be at. That's how we got to Columbia. That's how we get overseas. Because you can be a greedy motherfucker and treat a dude like, you know, yo, I'm looking at you like lunch. Let me take your money. But you don't know who they are. You and, don't. Then here you go, and here you go, miss the opportunity that you probably could have that had something good for you. And dudes, you know, treat everybody the same. Like, yo, everybody's not lunch line money, man. Right. You know? right. And sometimes, sometimes they'll turn into when you go overseas, 
and you get that uh, European Grammy or that motherfucking recognition that you probably won't get at home. That's why we keep getting booked and going back and forth there. You gonna get that? You gonna see it? You gonna see all that shit, bro? And, I mean, it's like all of this shit is attainable. I just think that even for the uh, age that we at, for a lot of the cats that we talking about, they don't even realize how much they can do because they so like, yo, I'm, damn, I gotta do what? This? How much that cost? I gotta do this shit. Oh, so they so used to, you know, y'all handle that shit. No, man, like we in this time right now. There's no holding hands and motherfucking publicist lady over there, you know, that's made famous because they do work for y'all. Now y'all trying to just do everything on your own and you can save that money. The only thing you should be paying for right now is when our, our records come out, is a marketing campaign online and try to still get in the magazine. Pay for that shit. Pay for a publicist that's going to get you in some shit that you can't get yourself in. That's the part of doing your own shit where you control your situation, where people see you doing that, and they're like, damn, word, I don't have to go to the middleman. A lot of times, that's what we're doing. A lot of dudes, they're willing to let somebody else control their page and all the algorithm and shit. It's like, yo, bro, like this, this is you. You can't let somebody else talk for you. So that's why you don't see a lot of motherfuckers doing the shit they supposed to be doing because they letting somebody else do it. People, all these people that's watching it right now, for the fact that we control our page and they get to talk to us and they know it's real, that's why shit click with people because it don't take much to take some time out of your day. Even when I'm sending this merch out, y'all, I love tagging all that shit on the thing, man. Like, it keep me from tagging on y'all shirt when y'all see me in person because I don't want y'all to destroy the shirt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yo, sign my shirt. Like, ah, you got the bag, bro. Like, no, so I'm like, ah, come on, we messing it up. But that's what they want. And it's not hard to be yourself. People that fucking buy shit from you and take their time out of the day to say, hey, yo, what's up? I'm just a fan. I'm in your DM. Like, it's cool. Be in my DM. Because you don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow, next week, next year. So we ain't talking about flowers, but let's, like, at least on here, we can be the best of motherfucking friends. Cheers, you know what I'm saying? This is what it's about. This is why we got these tools today that we didn't have before, where it's like you have no excuse now not to be able to move on this shit. That's what I always say, man. Like, the, this shit is free for now. Like, it's free. Like, this is, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram because I'm always getting blocked. But every every move that I've made, Hyro Day, like, I met you. I mean, it's all because of this shit. Right, you know it's all because of this shit. It's, it's like you use it for what it's if you use it for what it's supposed to be used for you it's do gonna, what you need to do right like, like, yeah man I, I ain't gonna lie bro I've been a victim of using this shit bro you know what I'm saying where it's, it's like I always tell people when you um, when you get unfocused for a lot of shit you supposed to be doing usually you, you fucking crash and burn and you fail because a lot of times you, you know you're not it's like the racehorses when they coming out when they coming out that gate, they don't see that shit over there. Like I gotta look here. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can't be distracted. Like for me, this, where I'm at, it's no can't be no distraction of taking you up your square and what you're trying to accomplish, goal wise. That's still very fucking hard to do. You know what I'm saying? Like especially because 
We ain't in that era of what we said when we naming all these groups that's coming out in one week and one day. Now it's like every fucking week, every Friday, it's somebody. It may not be somebody substantial, but it's somebody. So in between all these somebody, for for myself and a lot of dudes, my era, everybody know band wise when they look the look at the back of our record, what year we came out. So for them, you know, for us making the music, we hopefully make it for them today. It's like when we see the fifty greatest uh, NBA players come out, even still now, you see them a little, but you know, you see them even though if Dr. J is a little crazy right now. You like to see him like, all right, my man look good. You see certain players like, okay, Iverson still got the braid, but he, that nigga the killer. He's still the same, but it's just the same for us. People follow you; they want to feel proud that they fucking with us because, in order for them to still follow us, we still have to be great at what we're doing and what got us there in the first place. To be in these people's ears and hands on these records. You know, it, it's something you can't take for granted. You know, it might sound all cliche, but the shit is like, I seen a lot of dudes fail at this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck how nice you was, how nice you are. Like, the one thing you could actually do that's easy as hell is be nice to a motherfucker that is really taking time out of their life to bother you, uh, be like some kind of connection. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the most simplest thing you can do. You can't be so, like, standoffish and so anti-social to a point where you turn these people off where they just like, you know what, man? Like, I've seen it. Like, yo, I ain't buying them motherfucking records. No more. That's just off the meeting somebody. That's crazy. Yo, I've, I've, listen, I've had cats show up 45 minutes late for an interview wanting to do it. But you know what? Sorry, I can't because I have another show starting at 10 o'clock. That's why I scheduled right, right, right. at 9 o'clock. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's like my time is just as valuable as yours. And it's, I feel like I feel like a lot of cats look at it like, uh, it's, it, it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And that's why, like, I respect you so much because, like, dealing with you is like a breath of fresh air. It's like <laughs> you, you, you respond. You, you 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 answer you you communicate you're on point with everything it's just like it's because i always say like i'm gonna move like i'm making money and move like i'm a business whether or not i'm whether or not i'm bringing tons of revenue or not i'm gonna move like that you know what i'm saying i'm gonna move professional so it's like i appreciate because i don't see it man i don't, I don't see it a lot in, in, in this in this game like and, and it's it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, because we all moving, it's like, you know, a lot of cats want a lot of, a lot of understanding. I think they got to do the same thing. Yo, even, if doing, even if they're doing a lot. Yo, you said, um, one time you told me uh, that you kind of like, you like working with new artists. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, like no different than Mo. Uh, you know, it, it's, I know uh, a lot of times I don't know when I'm when I'm gonna get like a cat to come at come at me to do a song, but I see shit in in, in people where where's that like okay like I can work with this with this person like another dude I want to work Denmark Bessie I like him you know we we talked about doing some shit and and 
through the hip hop trim tune we was there. You know, but it just made me feel like when I look at like joking, bro, it's like no, he's like Mo. When I look at them, I'm like, okay, I, I like our voice now. I a lot of people didn't help us when we came up. You know what I'm saying? So like, I pay attention to a lot of that, and and you know, for a lot of things I can let Joker do by himself. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna rock with you too, and then let you go ahead and do this by yourself. Because by the time we do this, you pretty much know what you want to do on your own. But for fuck it, man, I, I want to do a record with you. I just know what it sounds like. So when like you play me motion, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Another, let's go. You know, these are things that are gonna keep me relevant. <laughs> in a in a in a in a circle of people that might listen to them in a different age group. Right. So I know that they're looking at me like they know where I'm coming from. So they're like, hey, let's see how he gonna sound with him. So it, it, it's just that, you know, I my man Fresh Daily, you know, I, I got a song with him on the album with me and Mint Plus. Uh we did that song in 2011, 2012. But I, I knew even then, because I knew about him on the circuit. So I'm like he made records and he battled shit, but I, this my man, like, he looked like somebody that I know that I need to be working with anyway because I already know his caliber of what he was doing. So I'm like, yo, that makes sense. So people gonna hear that. You know, I have a song on the album with me and me, well, uh, female MC uh, imprint and my friend Shay Leonia. It just, I put them on the song because y'all need to be on the song first. First of all, talent-wise, I know y'all can do it. But I know it's going to bring something different for me and pull something out of me that's going to make me come to their level of people that fuck with them that probably didn't mess with me before. Say like, oh shit, oh you sound good. Or you know, if it's a female sick singer, I'm gonna put you on this song. And I know you're writing it. This is your shit. I have nothing to do with your part. This is what we're gonna do. I never had singing on the joint. Can you do this for me? Even if they don't know you, we're gonna make this shit work. And that's how it worked. And this is these are the uh, the chances that we give people that say like if a lot of times you know we all don't have no money. I never want to be no label dude, manager, no shit like that. So I'm not gonna put no money in the bike pocket unless we going on on the road and you're gonna work for it like I do. But I do give the chances to where it's like okay, the best thing I could do for you for the little power that I have is being Elder Sensei. Artifacts group is let's do this music. Because then at least if we do that, whatever I can offer to, to the table as me being me will get you maybe a little bit further than where you was at by yourself. And then we go from there. Because when that comes to show, when that comes, if the shit pop off, then we're going on the road. You're going to see the shit we see, and then you're going to learn that shit. Because when you get on the road, it's like, Living with a motherfucking apartment and you there with them, you know you oh shit, we train, we on plane, we on boat, we on we got you know in close quarters with people. So this is what gonna make you sharp because these are the shit the thing we had to do. So that's why I tell Joker like yo, you come with me. If I'm talking to such and such and whoever, whoever, I'm like all I'm doing, I'm like here, ish, Mark Jackson nigga, that's my man right there. Talk to him, right? And I step off, and I'm looking at Joker, and I'm telling him, like, work the room. If I point to somebody and we go over there, blah, 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 this is my man right here. Joker, you want a drink? I'll be right back. I, I better be over there at that bar looking at you like, you better talk. Because now this is this your shit now. Because these are the things that the MC, like, in the, 
it's not just about going to the studio. Not just about writing your rhymes and shit like that. It's like, especially if you want to be, like we talking about responsible, you have to meet people that you feel going to put you in a situation that is good for you. I'm one, but I'm going to put you in rooms with people where I'm like, you need to talk to him. Like, I'm not going to always be there. It's going to be shit you got to do by yourself. Talk to him. Put right. that shit on the phone. Go on and get that email. Because these are the things that middleman-wise, you can do by yourself. Because I'm a middleman to people that are all these people I, I work with. But I'm like, yo, hey, look, you got some tools. You got some shit right here. You build your own shit. And I'm going to be right here. I'm going to support you and rock with you. But this is what these are. All of these people I work with need to do. And I, I mean, I'm talking about from Steve's brothers in Columbia, my man Pico in Sweden, Switzerland, I'm sorry. Uh, my man uh, uh, MacGyver in Amsterdam, my man Orko in Amsterdam. I mean, I, I mean these dudes, I take them seriously. When I'm with them, Sadat found out. We was in Amsterdam with, with Orko and his Italian dudes. We went to a restaurant, they shot a video at the restaurant, they locked the whole restaurant down. We food just kept coming. We outside shooting a video, they all wild and shit. But these was like, Amsterdam Italian dudes like in that hood. All their friends came out. X was on the camera. He's like, oh, the hell, he got you writing on the wall. Hell. I said, but, X, but he was happy about it. And he was just, and, and when you see other people that's in a whole nother country that's like you, but they're younger and they rocking whatever. He's fucking 50, about to be 50, 50 something years old. They looking at us like, y'all like us, but like, you're just older. <laughs> so they appreciate that shit, man. Yo, that's what's up, man. That's uh, and that's that's beautiful. I mean, it's crazy because you don't see that that vibe is not there a lot, man. You know what I mean? Like what you just shared, like that's not that's not the energy that a lot of cats have, and they look at it like completely differently. Um, yeah, man. Like I said, do a lot of cats ain't got the patience. Got what? They ain't got the patience for it, a lot of. Them. Yeah, and that's why. And and then but then they're the same ones crying though that people don't fuck with them, you know what I'm saying? Like and the same ones whining and saying like, yo, why you know, I I did all this, why you know? So, um, last before we go, the merch game, man. Um, okay. You've been listen that shit. You've been on fire with that shit. Really going hard with that. Um, talk about that. How can yo know, like? How can we get it? First of all. Well, um, I, I got the, I'm actually adjusting some things on, on the merch page as far as um, on the link of my bio. Uh, but yeah, you can go there and look at everything. I'm actually getting the buttons put back on there. I don't know, sometimes I'll be tripping um, because my man is, is the webmaster in, in Belgium, but we, he's fixing it to, actually today. The only thing that's missing is the buttons to actually purchase. But I have an option on the page because a lot of times when people buy stuff, they might just jump in and order. I give them the option at the bottom. The order writing is in red. If you want to hit me first and email me, I tell them to do that because then at least I can tell you if something's there or not before you just order it and I might not have it. Because a lot of times, everybody is on Instagram following me, so which is dope because a lot of the shit that I got on my Instagram page is not on the website. It's almost like going to a Rob site and then you go on the eBay because a lot of the shit on there ain't on the Rob site no more. Or not in Marshalls or something like that. So, you know, I make sure to have exclusive pieces on the Instagram page and a lot of different colors are coming. I learned that to be more consistent with the flavors and the colors, even, but I keep the main colors on the 
on the page, on the merch page. But and throughout the Instagram page, though, you know, because the windbreak is not even on the site. I'm doing a whole bunch of different stuff that might not even, I can't even ask them to post on the site. So I just tell people to follow me on Instagram because the camera windbreak is in the red and blue. It's like the one you got. Um, I'm just trying to do it in a more professional way soon, whereas like with my own tags and a lot of the stuff that, you know, will come with like trying to get shit in, in the actual store, you know, better product. You know, I'm just try I'm working with what I'm working with, but also understanding that it's a gear thing and this merch shit is about colors, is about popping colors for people like me and yourself. A lot of ladies liking some of the colors that's coming and that's good because they're always scared to buy the merch because, you know, dudes, out men, yo, please, right now, if y'all hear me, ladies wear hip-hop clothes, too. If you with your lady and she a DJ or she just like the same kind of hip-hop you do, cop her a shirt when you get yours. It will, it, you'll probably be the, make her the happiest woman on, on the earth because we look at hip-hop like we like how women like sports. So dudes freak out when they're like, oh, you like that? A shirt, really? Oh, shit. so hit me up. I mean, I got all the shirts for y'all. You know, this this thing is something that I, I, you know, I just want everybody in the world to have an artifacts product on their body. I have a, I have an ongoing dream of being at a show and everybody in the crowd got on the artifacts something, whether it's that five panel dad hat. Um, you know, bucket hat. If you, if, and a lot of times people do show up at the shows, but I had a dream, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh shit, everybody got a shirt on or something on. You know, so that's like, you know, that's why I'm on this mission to get this gear out there, you know, and, and, and shout out to Knockout Custom Screen Printing in California. My man Bobby is a hard worker. I mean, he's doing my shit in between doing somebody else's shit in between somebody else's shit. You know, shout out to New Jersey Heat Shop in Long Branch, New Jersey. They are responsible for all the snapbacks, all the five panels. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to have them in in, in uh, Jersey. You know, I like to have it separate. I've been there when you got one person doing everything. And I get that part of, of you know, one being here. You know, I don't mind the, 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 the shipping is almost just the same. Even if it's coming from Cali and it's, if it's coming from Jersey, I can actually go get it. So, you know, I just want everybody to know there's going to be a lot more things coming, a lot more different colors. Um, trying to, like, actually dive into some different stuff. So hopefully, you know, like I said, like, there's a couple of things I got to change if I'm going to go walk up in the spot and say, I want y'all to put this artifacts gear in the airport or downtown Newark at a, at a, at a clothing sports store. You know, it's going to happen. But for now... We're still on ground level, and we and, and it's about the fans and about everybody that bought stuff. So, you know that's that's why I'm doing it. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's dope, man. Elder Sensei. So, we got LA in a few weeks. Yes, yes, yes. June third, we're gonna see everybody out there in West Time, uh, three hours back. We're gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? Like LA, uh, San Diego. I'm gonna be out there for three pop ups and schoolyard rec. Uh, I've been doing stuff, so I ain't gonna remember. But we're gonna be out there, 17th, 18th, and 19th. Y'all follow me. I'm gonna post up all the flyers. Y'all gonna see it all. See it all. Word. Tomorrow, man. we'll be with me on, those, on that weekend. I'm gonna make sure 
Every we gonna we gonna squeeze in everything in one weekend because that's gonna be the first one is important. So we're gonna be on. Nah, let's go. Yeah, let's on, on, on I'm, that. I'm ready, man. I, I'm looking at it like an NBA road trip. You know what I'm saying? No I'm doubt. Exactly. Exactly. Just going for a nice little trip. playoff run. Yeah, that's it, man. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm gonna be ready to get busy. So no, say less, man. We're ready to. You no know, I'm ready to run. So we'll talk on the details on that. So we'll be out there. Artifacts album. Hope you yeah. drop it in. In July, and yeah. whatever it is this summer is for Buck Wild Artifacts. So, always a pleasure, man. We'll talk soon. No doubt, sir. No doubt. Big up, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate no it. I'll see you there in a couple of weeks. Word. Very jersey. Sure. All right. Be good. Very. Salute. Thanks, everybody, joining in.